0: Pray the Lord's Prayer today. I got a text this morning like around 4.30 a.m. about the power of, of, of the church praying this prayer together. Would you pray the Lord's Prayer with me today as we dive into the Word of God? Our Father, which art in heaven, come on, pray with me, church. Hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Would you put your hands together for Jesus today? Come on. Can we also, can we thank the worship team? I just thought, guys, did an amazing job beautiful, beautiful job. You can be seated. The verse that I want to begin with today, uh, it deals with a dude named Zerubbabel. And uh, Zerubbabel is trying to finish the temple. And the very last thing that's going to go on this temple is a capstone. And I think it's a beautiful, beautiful scripture because it wasn't going to be him that does it. We sang earlier about Ezekiel and the bones in the valley, and I want to let you know those bones came alive for a certain reason. I'll get back to that in a minute. Let me read the scripture. It's out of Zechariah 4, 6. If you'll put that up there, read this with me. It says it's says right here. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Listen, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts. It, They have tried for years to get the temple done, but God's coming to him with the word of the Lord saying, it's not going to be by your might, it's not going to be by your power, but it's going to be by my spirit, that spirit right there is ruah, the breath, the wind of God. We're right in the middle of this series of breath, breathing. The Holy Spirit breathed upon the disciples, and 120 of them in Acts two. It's the breath of God that we need in this day and time. Ezekiel goes to the valley, and the valley is full of dry bones. Very a lot of them, lots of dry bones. And all of a sudden, he prophesies, and they become uh, uh, seen, news, and and human beings, kind of somewhat. but but they're still not alive because, listen, it wasn't going to be Ezekiel doing it by his might or by his power. And God says, I want you to prophesy to the breath. And he begins to prophesy to the breath. And all of a sudden, the breath of God breathed, just blows into these bones, and they become an exceedingly great army. It wasn't by his might that made those bones live, or by his power that made the bones live. It was by the Spirit of God, by the Ruah. It's not by, in this day and time, listen, we need much more than your might, much more than my power. We need the Spirit of the living God blowing through our being. I am the temple of the Ruah. I am the temple of New Testament, the Numa. I am the temple of the breath of God. He resonates and resides inside of me. I'm not the only one. He's inside. If you're a believer today, he resides inside of you. But I believe so many Christians are like, hey, it's by my might. It's by my power. I got news for you. That's only going to get you so far. It's got to be by his spirit, because that's what it's talking about there. It's not going to be by our human might or our manly strength. It's going to be by His spirit. Are you with me today? Yes. The Ruah. If I say Ruah, it's the Old Testament. If I say Numa, it's the New Testament, Hebrew and the Greek. It's not by our might or by our power. It's by the Holy Spirit. Now, what's beautiful is that God is seated in heaven. How many of you know that? On the throne. Jesus is on the right hand of the Father. I can show you those scriptures. And guess what? The Holy Spirit's with us. Well, I thought God was one. Well, he is one. But he's God seated here. Yeah, it's a mystery. He's one, but his Holy Spirit, the breath of God, is with us today. And God desires you to have a relationship, commune with the Holy Spirit. Listen, listen to me. The Holy Spirit is not weird. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's not an it. He wants to have a communion with you every day, all day long. He's our true north. Here we go, true north. Come on, he's the one that leads us and comforts us and, and speak to us. And, and, and he, I'm so glad he's my best friend. I'm so glad that Jesus didn't leave me alone. But the Holy Spirit is here with us. And I think my job today, if I could put it in a sentence, is hopefully I can preach in such a way that it brings an awareness to you that you walk out of here like, wow, Holy Spirit's with me. He's around me. He speaks to me. I recognize that. I want to talk with him through the day. He wants to lead me. He wants to guide me. He wants to fill me. Come on. Somebody say, Holy Spirit. You are welcome Come on, go with me, Church 909. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit you are welcome in this, in this place. Amen. I want you to, to look at something today. He desires to have this communion with you. I, I, I want to read the scripture. It's out of uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 22. And I believe this is a beautiful recipe for having communion with the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 5. 16 through 22. Let me read this. Just think about it. Communion with the Holy Spirit. says this. Rejoice always. How often should you rejoice? Always. What are we going to do always? It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Rejoicing always. And it goes on to say, pray without ceasing. What if you had to think about your breathing? It's like, oh, I better breathe now. Oh, I if i don't you breathe without ceasing amen yep. why why do you do that to live to stay alive right well the bible talks about praying without ceasing god the holy spirit desires to be in constant communion with us and i think it begins by you and i practicing practicing his presence Practi- making it aware when i get up i say lord awaken my spirit unto your spirit Come on, I need you. I'm desperate for you, God. Can't do this without you. You know, we sang it earlier uh, prone to wonder. You know, no longer doomed to wonder. No no longer, you know why? Because of the Holy Spirit. He wants to lead us, He wants to guide us. And it goes on to say, in everything, give things. How many of you know that's a beautiful thing? God's not down with Debbie Downers. I'm serious. He's just not down with it. Well, J.L., that's how I feel. Well, I don't care how you feel. We don't walk by what we feel. We don't walk by what we see. You know, you know what's more powerful than what you see and what you hear is what you say. Man, if, 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 if Ezekiel would have said what he probably wanted to say about a bunch of dry bones, but that's not what he said. He said, God, you know, and he began to prophesy to them. What's very powerful is what comes out of your mouth. Because that's how God created everything. And it goes on to say, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And it goes on to say, this is one very specific toward Holy Spirit. Do not quench the Spirit. We're going to talk about that today. That's very, very important that you and I, as believers, we walk in such a way, we learn to walk with Holy Spirit in such a way that we do, do not quench the Holy Spirit. One way I think that you can quench the Holy Spirit right out of the gate is like, well, he just is kind of, well, not acknowledging him, not walking with him. We're going to get back to that in just a minute. Do not quench. The Holy Spirit. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all, th- how many of you know it's important to test all things? Yep. Oh, man, that guy prophecy man, he gave me a, a word. Does it line up with the word of God? No, but it was so beautiful. Well, you better be testing that stuff right there, yo. You better test all things, especially in this day and time. Yep. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Bam. I, you know, I'm going to do something different this morning. I, I love this scripture so bad, so good. Bad good, you know what I'm saying? So good. Stand up with me. I want you to read this with me because I think this is a beautiful recipe uh, for a relationship with the Holy Spirit. J.O., you got us going up and down today. Well, just bear with me. Bear with me. Here we go. Say this with me. Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Come on, pray with me. Pray without ceasing in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus in you. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecy. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from all. Wonderful, wonderful. Can you give Jesus a hand this morning? What a, you can be seated. What, what beautiful scripture. You can be seated. Quench there. I want you to focus on that for a moment. Quench. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. That is... To extinguish, to extinguish, to put out, to stifle the Holy Spirit. How many times have I heard from the Holy Spirit, but I just did, I just ignored the Holy Spirit. I didn't do what the Holy Spirit was asking me to do and quench the Holy Spirit, like throwing a wet towel upon the Holy Spirit. Can I have one of those towels right there? Can I have a bottle of water? You mind, can I have a bottle of water? Yeah, thank you very much. We just, you, you know, this, yeah, thank you right here. Just a wet towel, and all of a sudden, you you just, you know, it's just like having a wet towel, and can I use you for a minute? Are you sure? And just like, oh, I just love him. Oh, just right there on that path. You just, oh, I'm going to mess up his hair. I won't do it. do it, brother. Mess up his hair? Yeah, He's right. a handsome dude. Just throw a wet towel on somebody. I love you. There you go. Just keep that right. And you do that in relationships. You do that in your relationship. with You stifle him. You extinguish the fire. What what did Jesus do? He came to baptize us in the Holy Spirit and in fire. How many of you remember that? John the Baptist is, is sharing about who Jesus was. He's gonna baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. I'm gonna tell you what, God wants a fire within each one of us. Guess who the fire is? It is the Holy Spirit and he wants to work in, he wants to set you on fire, but he also wants to set on the fire those around you, in and through you, but you have to not quench, you can't stifle the Holy Spirit. Can can I stifle the Holy Spirit? You better believe it. I can stifle people. I can quench people. I'm very good at it. Just ask my wife. (laughs) I'm intense all the time, pretty much, unless I'm sleeping. And so I've been prone to, like, quench my relationship with my wife, stifle my wife. All of a sudden, she's kind of in a mellow mood, chilling out. And I come in on like level 10, right? I can stifle her with my tone. I can stifle and quench her with my face, with my attitude. Are you feeling me today? I'm going somewhere with it. I, can, I love my wife. I think she's the best thing since sliced bread, man. She's fine. And, you know, I got a foxy lady, but I can quench her, man. I can stifle my relationship with my wife, with my actions, with my attitudes. All of a sudden, I had a long day. She's excited to see me. And it's like, hey, man, I'm just bringing you the dog food because I don't have much of nothing left. That's not how you want to have a relationship with your wife or your husband, right? You don't want to, where are you going with that, Jay? Well, I can stifle and quench my relationship with my kids. Come through the door when they were little as a young dad, and man, I'm all trying to provide and minister, and you know, they're grabbing my my, my pant leg, and I'm paying them no attention, and, and all of a sudden I remember... I don't kind of remember this, but my my daughter reminded me of this because I don't remember it. But I'm trying to teach my my daughter golf, and I I can't play golf to start with, and I'm trying to teach her golf, and all of a sudden she's out there on the golf course crying because I'm trying to help her do something I don't even know how to do. (laughs) Right? Stifle. Quench. I remember telling my son one day, daddies don't ever do this. I said, Seth, I'm going to pick your wife. Uh Uh Can somebody say stifle? Can you know, somebody say quench. quench. I, I, I did that with my, my children at times. And, you know, you get older and you learn. You don't want, I can even do that today with my, qu- my kids. I can quench them. I can stifle them, even with my friends. I can say something so sharp, so quick, I'm about as sensitive as major pain. How many of you ever remember major pain? Get down and give me 50 you, nasty little worm. Oh, don't see the movie. It's not worth it. But about as sensitive as major pain. And I I do this thing quite often, apologizing. Because, man, it's just like, man, that came out wrong. And I know that's that's stifling. Why do you say that today, J.O.? I say that because the way... That you can stifle and quench relationship with your wife and the way that you can do that with your children and the way that you can do that with your friends, you can also do that with Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit can be quenched. He can be stifled. I tell you, he's the person of the Holy Spirit. He's the person of God. He's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We can absolutely quench him, grieve him, anger him, hurt him because he's the person of the Holy Spirit, third in the Trinity, no less. I remember a beautiful analogy by Bill Johnson from MFI. He's, he spoke at MFI. He's a lead pastor or apostolic covering for Bethel, but he, he did this at MFI, what we're connected with. And uh, he, he did this analogy of Jesus when he was baptized in water. The dove came and remained on him. Can you throw me my dove right there? Make sure it's dry. Yeah, not the wet dove. Let me read the scripture, because the Holy Spirit remained on Jesus. It says this: John 1:32 through thirty-four. And John bore witness, saying, "I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove." And he remained. Say that with me, remained. Amen. He remained upon him. That's the Holy Spirit. Like a dove, but remained upon him. Can you imagine a, the Holy Spirit like a dove remaining upon you? Well, I'm so thankful that he doesn't just get skittish and run every time I make a mistake. Or, man, I would have the Holy Spirit running at all times at times, right? But he remained upon I just thought it was a beautiful Way to live our life. He goes on to say, I did not know him, but he was sent to me to baptize with water and said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I've seen and testified that this is the Son of God. Say this with me. Remain. 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 Think about that word. This is what it means in the Greek. It means to stay, living a, a life that a dove would stay and remain on my shoulder. It means given place, state, relation, expectancy, abide. The Holy Spirit wants us to abide in Him and Him in us, to continue, to dwell, to endure, to be present, remain, stand. Terry, I hope today that we can walk out of here with a little bit more conscience of, man, I want the Holy Spirit to remain on me in my relationships on through the day, communing with him. Because we can quench Holy Spirit. We can also grieve the Holy Spirit. Catch my dove. Isaiah 63.10 says this. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. We were talking about this in staff this week, and Zach brought up, I, I don't think I'd ever heard him, but once again, this, 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 this leader named Bill Johnson, he, he, he explained it this way, with grieving and with quenching the Holy Spirit. When you quench the Holy Spirit, it's not doing what you should do. Has anybody quenched the Holy Spirit other than me in here? And the rest of you is already the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Let's try that again. Anybody quench the Holy Spirit other than me? Please don't lie up all up in church. I've quenched, I've grieved. The Holy Spirit. Quenching, not doing what you know the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. That that still small voice and sometimes that, that overwhelming voice of, of telling you to do something and you're like ignoring it and you you know that inside, I'm not talking about a spirit of condemnation, but I'm just talking about the Holy Spirit that resides inside of me. I can quench, throw that wet towel, stifle him. And then there's the grieving. Doing something That you should not do. How many many has ever done that? I've done that. I I know. I know that I'm hearing. uh, J.O., don't say that. J.O., don't go there. Don't don't say that. And then you know what I do? I say it. And then I go, why did I say that? (laughs) Grieving. Quenching. And grieving the Holy Spirit. God wants us to experience the breath of God and live in the breath of God because that's where life comes from. But it's also a place of communing with the Holy Spirit that he wants us to learn. I was in a gym years ago, Gold's Gym in Boise, Idaho, Walked in there lifting weights on a Monday morning, and all of a sudden, there's a lady there, and I feel like the Lord gives me a word for her. And it's not like just, hey, hey, Jesus loves you. I mean, it is a, a word of knowledge that uh, God would know, but I wouldn't know in the natural. And uh, I'm battling inside, and, and uh, I get through lifting weights, and I leave. Just, I feel like that quenches the Holy Spirit. How many of you know that God is faithful? I go to the gym next morning. Guess who's there? There she is. And I'm like, okay. She's at the Dumbbell Rock. Dumbbell rock. I'm like, it's on like Donkey Kong. Ma'am, uh, what's your name? She told me her name. And I, I explained to her who I was, a youth pastor down the road. And I began to share with her the things that I felt like God was speaking to me, to her. Because I, I think God wanted her to know That he sees her. And then all of a sudden I got through with this. And if I remember correctly, you know what she did when I got through? This is what she did. I don't remember one word. I was like. I went and got my Volkswagen bug and went home. I'm thinking, man, I've wrecked her faith. go to gym the next day, Wednesday. She comes up to me and she says, you know the things that you told me yesterday? I go, oh yeah, you better believe it, I remember. (laughs) She goes, those things were true. I can't remember word for word. I went to the shower and just cried in the shower at the gym. She says, uh where do you go to church? And I expressed her. She says, can I go to church? I said, absolutely, you can go to church this weekend. She says, can I go to church before this weekend? I go, we're youth pastors, and tonight is Millennium Fire Church. You can come to, she's a woman, she's married. You can come to Millennium Fire Church. She comes to the youth church that night, comes forward, and gives her life to Christ. Then, I'm just talking about God be glorified, and then Sunday, her husband comes in, and he is huge. <takes noise> boom, massive, like third Mr. Universe or something. He is major big. And in the midst of worship, he comes up and gives his life to Jesus Christ. What's, what's your point, J.O.? Uh, 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 J.O., that's uh, this is because you're a pastor. That's a bunch of bull, religious bull. Just keep it at that. Because it's not about me being a pastor. It's about the Holy Spirit wanting to work in and through yes. each one of our lives in yes. communion with Him. Yes. He's real. Yes. Don't, don't, don't act like He's in an it and He's a, in another universe. He's He's right here. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm the temple of the breath of God. He wants to breathe in me, but He wants to breathe in others. Yes. God always uses man, and He wants To use you. Just the other day, Radian and I were at Albertson's. And I walk into Albertson's and you know the little automatic checkout that you can do personally? I'm doing that. And a guy walks up to me and says, are you like me? And I'm like, I I, I wasn't getting it. He says, are you like me? Are you homeless? And I go, oh, no, I'm not homeless. (laughs) And so, I mean, Seriously. And uh, he said, I, I can't find my military ID and wanted someone to buy me a pack of cigarettes. And he was a big dude but real, real baby face. And I'm like, bro, I, like, I don't feel comfortable about buy, buying you cigarettes. And I kind of left it at that. I told him I was a pastor. I think I gave him a card at that point to Father's Market. And I just left. When I got in the car, I saw him walking down the middle of the road At Albertsons, not on the sidewalk or this side, down the middle. And I got home, and I was so grieved inside. I just knew that I had missed them. I was grieved. I prayed. I said, "God, give me another chance." I don't know what I'm going to do, but I was. I just knew that I didn't do enough. And all of a sudden, the next day, I go to a gas station that I typically don't go to, and guess who's there at right next to the front door. I pull up, I go, oh God, I, I'm feeling you. I'm 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 hearing you. And I get out of my car and I go right up to the guy and I says, do you remember me? He didn't remember me and then he did remember me. I was like, oh so oh yeah you're Pastor J O. And he began to tell me that he had been born again since he was 14 years old, been in the military, had a hellacious life, hurting individual. And Logan got to connect with him, and he came to church and came to youth church with the young adults. And we just got, his dad died last week, and we just got him on a bus back to Iowa so that he could go and be at his dad's funeral. My point is, is that, listen, Holy Spirit, the breath of God. Yeah, it's for you, but it's not only for you. Can you imagine the breath of God? He wants to breathe on you, but he wants to breathe through you, and he wants to touch the lives around you because the breath of God, the ruah, the numa, it's the life of God. It's the life, and he wants you and I to be carriers of this life. Let me close with the scripture today. It's Matthew 25, 1 through 13. It's going to be behind me. I want you to, to go along with me because it talks about the breath. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now, five of them were wise. How, how many you think that we should, we want to do our best to be wise? you in agreement with that. Five were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with the lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. At midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answer said, No, no. At least there should be uh, not be enough for us. And you and it goes on to say, And you go, but you rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who had already went in with him in the wedding, and the door was shut. And after, those virgins came and also uh, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Open to us. But he answered and said, surely I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. What's that got to do with the breath? Well, it talks about lamps. What's the lamps about in the Bible? The lamps is about guidance. There's different places where the Bible talks about the lamps and guidance. For example, the guidance of a parent to a kid is likened to a lamp. The soul of a man is likened to uh, the soul is the Lord's lamp inside of a man. Uh, the word of God it's a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. But, but listen real close. A lamp is nothing without oil. You know who the oil is? Oil represents, all the way through the Bible, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. You can have 22 lamps and not know where you're going if you don't have the oil. The oil creates the fire. The fire creates the light. What kind of lamp are you today? Are you full of oil? Are you a light to those around you? Are you on fire for God? Keep your lamp trimmed and burning. Keep your lamp trimmed and burning. Keep your lamp trimmed and burning. burning. See what the Lord has done. God wants to fill your lamp. But not in such a way where it's like, oh, just give me the oil. He wants to fill it in such a way that you walk in communion with him. God, anoint me. Anoint me to you do your will. Anoint me. You know where anointing comes from? You know what spears on the anointing of God in your life? Relationship. You want anointing on your life? Walk in in relationship with the anointer because that's where the anointing will increase in your life. The fire will increase in your life. Your lamp will glow and flow and burn for those around you. Are you full of the oil today? Would you stand to your feet? I just want to do this in closing. Two things I want to do in closing. Number one, here's the first one. If you're here and you're like, man, I believe, but I ain't feeling the fire. I believe I once filled the fire, but, man, my lamp, it fills. Or I have quenched. Or I have grieved. Or I don't feel like I'm walking in communion with the Holy Spirit. If any of those things are you today, Jay, I don't really know Holy Spirit. Oh, he wants to know you. They waited in Jerusalem in the upper room 120. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit fell in that room. Guess how he came? He blew in the room fire, tongues of fire. And man, you know what happened in Acts? It became a book of action exploits, people getting saved, 3,000 people getting born again. Bang! Why? Holy Spirit. He wants to do that in your life. If you're here today and you're like, man, I, I want to be filled. Man, I, I don't want to quench. I, I want to take my uh, relationship with the Holy Spirit to another level. All I want you to simply do is this. I want you to go whoop, whoop. Put your hand, because I want to pray for you right where you are. Will you do that? If that's you, will you go whoop, whoop. Wonderful. Good. Can you, can you hand me my towel? Hand me my towel. Remain. Father, I pray for those right now that raise their hand in the area of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you fill your people. I'm asking right now that you touch them with your fire. I'm asking God that would you, would you pour out your spirit like you said in the day of Joel. Sons and daughters would prophesy. Gifts being released. Power of God. Rest upon your church. Father, we would be sensitive in communion with your Holy Spirit, not to quench, not to grieve, but to be sensitive to what you say, even talking to our wives or husbands, to our children, to those around us, how we live our life. I pray for every person here that feels dry like Ezekiel bones. Prophesy to the wind today. I prophesy to the wind. Blow in this room. Blow into the hearts, the chambers of your people. Right now. In Jesus' name. If you receive that, would you just say amen? Last thing, you're here today and you've walked away from Jesus or you've never known him. Don't tune me out. Vital. You've never known Christ or you've walked away from him. God has a desire, and this is his desire, that none would perish, not one person. What do you mean by perishing? Separation from God, a place that the Bible calls hell. That's not what God's intention is for you. Hell was made for the devil and the demons. When a person absolutely denies, rejects God. And all that Jesus has done for you because of his great love for you, that's where an individual ends up for eternity. But what God desires is none perish, but it's conditional. Though it's conditional and he desires none should perish, a person must believe. They must receive. John says those who believe and receive, they'll be sons and daughters of the Most High. Romans says, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved. Jesus told uh, uh, Nicodemus, a man must be born again. And if you're here today, what gets you to heaven is not being nice, not being cute, not what you wear, not what you make, not if you're good, not if you're bad. What gets you to heaven is what Jesus has done for you. It's very important that you get that. That's the gospel. And if you are here today and you've never known Christ, you know it right now what's going on inside of you. Or you've walked away from him. I just want to pray right now for you to receive Christ. You can, you can simply come like a child to him. He's going to come. He's going to forgive you. He's going to come. He's going to live inside of you. And you're going to be born again today. Would you bow your head? If you're a believer, you can pray this out with me. If you're not, if you've walked away from pray with me right now. Say, Jesus, I need you. Please forgive me of sin, of quenching you, of hurting you, of not walking in your ways. I'm so sorry. I turn from that today. I repent of it. And I turn to you. I ask that you, Jesus, come and live inside of me. I'm asking Jesus, be my Lord and my Savior. I surrender my life to you today. All that I am, I give to you. I want to serve you all the days of my life. Today, Jesus, I declare you, Lord and Savior, in Jesus' name.